0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts
1: podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Owen. With me, as usual, is my guy, Donald Thomas. Donald, wow, week three of the NFL, the week of blowouts and upsets. That was what I got from this this past week. Of NFL football it was a lot of eye-opening jaw-dropping games uh, uh from just sitting there watching I mean it was it was one of those games where uh either you were on the edge of your seat and you know n- need to take your nitrous right because you know, <laughs> right, you're right, yeah. having issues or or you're just like what am I watching here right I mean Well, what's going on? This ain't supposed to happen. You're not supposed to have 40 to 10, 70 to 20, you know, stuff like that on a consistent basis. But that's basically what we had. If it wasn't a blowout, it was an upset. And, uh, what, what, what were you thinking of? Uh, what do you think of this past week's slate of games?
0: Incredible. Like if you, if you're a gambler, you probably are having a rough beginning of your week. Um, because, uh, there were some ups for some, some, some spreads that weren't covered. And there's some spreads that just blown out of the water. um But in my opinion, you know, I just want to, I mean, it. what I saw, I, I just want to, can I just, we just got to get it out the, the elephant in the room. I just got to talk about it. 70 points in one NFL game. Like, okay, I can understand, you know, if it was Bama playing, you know, um, sisters of the poor or something like that, right? And it's 70 to 20, but this isn't that, right? These are two professional teams playing and to score 70 points in one game and potentially could have set the all-time record of 73 points and we call the dogs off all of a sudden. I just don't even know where you go from here for the Denver Broncos. Like, I don't even know how, I don't even know what that plane ride was like. I don't even want to know what it was like. If anyone smiled on that plane, if I heard a word on that plane for as a, from a coaching standpoint, like I probably would open the exit door mid flight. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, they, they, there's some soul searching. There's some clearly Russell Wilson's not it. You cannot sit here and be like, we're still going to focus on this guy for the remainder of the next couple of seasons. Like it's over with right so i just want to get that out of there i just never seen anything like it it was literally it was almost must watch tv not because of the blowout just because of like this is incredible like i think that i think the dolphins are that good as a team their offense is 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 electrifying this year but 70 points like is denver's defense that bad is a play is a is a holy smokes man i don't
1: know it was unreal it was unreal um I was live reacting to the Colts game, so I didn't really get a, a shot at that, but oh my goodness I, I was I was being told about it in my live chat uh, consistently right yeah. <laughs> And I was I had to go back and watch it you know after afterwards and I was just like, dude this this defense is not good. I, I don't know what I don't know what as a coaching staff. like you said, where do you go from there? You know I mean generally you go oh, all right let's just forget about it worry about next week blah 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 don't even look at the film you know <laughs> don't even look at the film just just move on and forget about it and and go but at this point that's got to be one of the most that that's demoral that that's going to carry to the next week that's that's going to do one of two things that is deep the the, the Broncos defense that's either going to be demoralizing and carry on to the next game or they're going to overreact to it, you know, and then start playing, you know, like more opposite of what they were, whether they were playing too aggressive or playing too soft or something of that nature, whatever it was, they're probably overreact to that. And then you're going to see something similar happen again, you know, just because of mistakes being made on the field. And that's that's just a scary, scary situation. I don't know how they're going to handle it, uh, Hope. Hopefully they do because I mean as a football fan, I don't like seeing 70 points put on the board. I want to see a competitive game. Now, that 70 to 65. That okay, it's a fun <laughs> game to watch, right? It's a you're still looking at it going, what's wrong with both these guys' defenses? But <laughs> at least it was fun right. to watch. Right. Right. Um, but yeah. not not something like that. Uh, Before we get any further, I want to remind everybody, BetOnline is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, NFL, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games, available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember, use promo code BLEAV, that's B-L-E-A-V, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Now the Miami Broncos game isn't the only game that was an absolute, you know, blowout. Now, it, it, not seventy points, but you got Buffalo just curb stomping the undefeated Commanders thirty-seven to three, right? And you had the Chiefs just making a mockery of the Bears forty-one to ten. Now to be fair, we all kind of expected the Chiefs, right? We all expected that that right. game to kind of go yes. that direction. Yes. But I mean, the Commanders were undefeated. We expected them to get a loss sooner or later. I caught last week, I said the Commanders are the worst undefeated team, right? That's what I said. But I still, to, I still expected them to put more than three points up
0: against Buffalo. Um, I was not uh, surprised by the outcome of that game. I said a couple weeks ago that Buffalo's a very good football team, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. I said the re, the only reason why they lost that first game to the Jets is because they they were taken back by the moment of Aaron Rodgers going down too, and when they should have stepped on their necks and not gave New York you know any momentum or any air to breathe, they did. So that was their fault. So we move on from week one, and we said week one could be a crazy thing where you can't really get a gauge on teams anyway. So. You know they came out last week and took care of business. And they come out this week and take care of business. I think Buffalo's a very good; they're they're Super Bowl contenders, in my opinion, in the AFC. And so, you we you said it. I mean, I don't. Washington's offense is the strength of of the Commanders is that defensive line for Washington. Like that's that that's where it is. But at the end of the day, when if you can slow down their pass rush, you can pick them apart. And the offense, Buffalos Buffalo has the offense to do that, right? And so they are the more seasoned veteran team. And so that that blowout was not really a surprise to me. It wasn't at all. Um, you know, I was kind of I'm happy to see Buffalo respond the way they did because they should be three and0, in my opinion. You know, So they're, they're, they're a three0 football team. Hypothetically speaking, and the commanders are going to be middle of the road. They're just run-of-the-mill kind of team where, you know, you get a couple wins, start the momentum of the season, but then it tapers off because of, you know, we're just not that good.
1: You have a, a divisional game. We had a couple divisional games that happened um, that, you know, like, okay, so the Patriots-Jets gang, that was a very low-scoring affair, 15-10. to 10. 15, How do you – I mean, legitimately, I understand the Jets only scoring 10 points. You know, they're, they're onto their backup quarterback. Patriots have a pretty good defense, right? I, I understand that. But you yeah. talked about it last week. Patriots only scored 10 po- or 15 points. They won the game, and it's a divisional game. But 15 points, thats that's got to make you worry if you're a Patriots fan, right?
0: Correct, but this is not the Patriots of old. Like I said, this is not that high, high octane, potent offense that, that that we're used to seeing. Like there's zero run game. Like, like there's there's no run game. Um they don't have big time receivers anymore. They don't have big time tight ends anymore. I think their quarterback is he's in the top twenty-five of quarterbacks in the league. That's not saying like you know what I'm saying? So like this is not. The, the defense is not what they. I think honestly, I think the strength of their defense is their defensive line again, right? And I, but I think that's where it stops at. This is just a team that they're trying to figure out their identity on offense. But at the end of the day, I'm not surprised at it being a low scoring game, a close game, because of, like I said, that I played in the AFCs for a majority of my career, and it was we could have have we we could have been zero, you know, zero wins on both sides of the ball, and it's going to be a bloodbath that game. It's going to be hard-nosed, hard-fought game. So I wasn't surprised at the outcome. I was. I would have been surprised if the Jets had beat the Patriots, yes. So I think that the outcome was what it was. I think, like you said, you thought it was going to be a two-score game and it ended up being a five-point game. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Um, but, you know, the Patriots, they have some issues. They have some serious issues.
1: Absolutely. Another Another divisional game, which to me is surprising big time, uh, Texans Jaguars Texans really put a hammer to the Jaguars the team that everyone picked the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the division after three weeks it's at the bottom of the division at one and yep. two I mean that they're below the Texans now because the Texans have that tiebreaker currently so yep. that's unreal unheard of uh divisional games sometimes that happens but to me, that says that the Texans are a little bit further along than what people gave them credit for, and the Jaguars may not be as dominant. Sitting at one and two, their only win coming week one against the Colts.
0: Yeah, um, I just feel like the Jaguars. Just, uh, I'm be honest, the Jacksonville's a better team, hands down, any day of the week, in my opinion, than Houston is and will be this season. Um, I think that they are a team. They're a young team too. And so like, I, like you don't know what you're going to get out of these guys week in and week out sometimes with the focus in, 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 the executing the game plan. And so when you look at it from a standpoint of the better team should have won, I don't think Houston is better than Jacksonville. I'm gonna go out, go, you know, on a limb and say that, call me crazy, but it is what it is. I just feel like, you know, you just don't know what you're going to get, and I, I don't think I think those guys are young, and they don't understand the severity of these divisional games, in my opinion. And so that's that comes down to a coaching standpoint, right? You gotta you have to harp on the importance of these division games because they are essentially they're weighted heavier than a game that you're going to play when you play one of the you know another co- another conference, another division. When it comes down to it, you got to win your division. So like, it's good great for the Colts because like they're they're literally you know, they just got to get a couple more divisional wins and let these guys freaking, you know, piss it all away, so to speak. And, you know, they can slide into the playoffs, um, you know, and not be, you know, the dominant team that they need to be to win a division. Right. So, um, you know, rookie quarterback, these guys should be exposed, especially in the division. Like you just let the rookie quarterback come in in the divisional game and get a win. Like he's the big dog. Right. So, um, you know, I don't know, man. That that to me was surprising to say the least. Um, but you know, hats off to uh to Houston for getting that win.
1: Absolutely. Another, another upset that shocked.
0: This is the biggest shocker to me of the I entire because I want I'm waiting to talk about this one. Which one are you talking about? Give it see, to I, me.
1: In my opinion, Cardinals Cowboys. Yes! yes, biggest yes! shocker yes. of the day. I Cowboys had no business losing this game. That's us talk, talk about none, it. In my opinion. All right. And to me, to lose in the fashion that they lost says so much about the team. It, it, it's historical, right? To the point where you expect the Cowboys to have these kinds of losses, you know, because they have consistently, no matter how good they seem to be, they have these stupid losses at inopportune times. And they do it every single stinking year. The Cardinals had no business even being in this game, let alone doubling up the score of the Cowboys. And yet they did. And and, and I figure Cardinals is one of those teams that could that, be tanking, right, for, you know, Caleb Williams or something like that, you know, this offseason to get rid of uh, – get a fresh start – and yet they they come in and 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 they 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 let the Cowboys come into their house and they're just like no, smackdown. All right, so this is this is something. In a way, it's shocking. In a way, it's not. I expect the Cowboys to lose stupid games at times, but to me, they just had those, zero
0: business losing this game at all. Yes. So here's the deal. So if you know me personally, uh, I'm one of the guys – either you love the Cowboys or you hate them, right? So I'm not – I don't love them. <laughs> we'll just leave it there. But nothing makes me more excited than to tell Cowboys fans to calm down. I just told you last week when you asked me who the top, who the best three teams in the league are, and I said – you said – you asked me Philly, San Francisco, and Dallas. And I said, right away, you could take all this talk, Super Bowl talk, blah, blah, blah. They beat the Giants by 40 points and all this kind of stuff. And then you go to Arizona, who hasn't won a football game yet, and they don't have their starting quarterback, and you have Joshua Dobbs in the game, and you lose, granted, or you lost your Pro Bowl, uh, you know, cornerback in practice. Yes. You lost big whoop, right? Distraction, yes, okay. You know, everyone's wearing his number on their face and all this kind of stuff. Do it for him, blah, blah, blah. Then do it for him. You just went in there and you just got beat by an inferior team on the road without their starting quarterback. And you can't beat them? So where's the leadership at? Where's the coaching at? This is the Cowboys. We're used to it now. Okay. Let's, let's, let, let's go a little step further. Let's play this thing out. Right. We're about to lose. And I hate to say it, but we're going to lose Dak for a few weeks. That's just how the script goes every year. So now we're going to lose Dak for a couple weeks. Right. Then we're going to have this the, the unsung hero pop up, and he's going to play well, and he's going to win him a couple games, and then we're going to go down to the stretch, and we're going to get in the playoffs, and Dak's going to screw it up again. It happens every year. I'm tired of talking about it, but we have to because they're, they're, they're a prominent team, right? But you can't expect to be a, 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 a Super Bowl-caliber team, and you have these losses like that. It's annoying. But you know what? Hats off to Arizona, though, because guess what? They rallied the troops. They found a way to win. I don't know if it's because of Kyler Murray not being the starter. And we talked about him not being, I talked about I talked about him not being the leader last year or last week. And there's that's a problem within itself, right? But so I'm not surprised at this. I'm ha- I'm actually kind of happy that, you know, uh the Cowboys lost because it, you know, now I can send my text out to ah, I told you so. But at the end of the day, like if you're supposed to be this team that's supposed to be so good, you don't lose to the Arizona Cardinals who are 0-2 without their starting quarterback either. So that's a problem. That is definitely a problem. Absolutely. Glad that we uh
1: see eye to eye on this situation.
0: <laughs> always will. When it comes to the when it comes to the cowboys, we always will. As long as you're on my side of them not being good. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. Uh any any final words, any final game that you want? I know that there was a game uh possibly that you wanted to talk about. Uh, I think you mentioned Lions, Falcons, right? Yes. That-
0: yeah. I think that the Lions are going to be better than expected. I don't see them, you know, going deep in the playoffs, but I do see them being a team where Dan Campbell has those guys um, knowing who they are and believing in who they are. I think they believe in the system at this point. Uh, I'm not putting the cart before the horse, but I was happy to pleasantly see the uh, the Lions have a commanding victory. I mean, 20-6 to six is a dominant performance in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know, To hold a team to you know six points, um, you know, hats off to those formerly undefeated Falcons team at that. Correct, correct, right? And so, I mean, we can go either way and kind of say, like, you know, um, I'm just I'm still not a believer in Atlanta at this point. I don't think that they are established. I think the first two wins are great, but like I said, it's the beginning of the season. But it's gonna to be tough to go into uh to for anybody at this point to go into Detroit and get a win. Yeah. Because it's gonna be a hostile environment. They're gonna have that thing rocking. Those guys are gonna play for the city of Detroit. It's gonna be spirited. It's gonna be all the above. So you can't come into Detroit and think it's just gonna be sweet. Dan Campbell's got those, those boys juiced up. And so, like, I was happy to see, you know, see him um have a dominant performance like that. And kind of you know be two and one and sitting up there, you know, as one of the you know top one of the one of, one of the top you know fifteen teams in the league right now is great for Detroit. So I, that that was my game where I was like, okay, statement game. We bounce back, we get a win, we make it a dominant performance. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy to see. And I, I always tell people, I, I you know people discarded Jared Goff, and I thought Jared Goff was good in the beginning of his career. I was I I co- used to call him a gunslinger. Um, but just to see him get swapped out like that for Matthew Stafford, um, you know, to see him winning some football games here, um, is impressive. And then, you know, the Rams, we'll see. Um, no, I'm just gonna say, we'll see I they, they got a win, but I was not impressed with the win. Um, I think, oh, excuse me, they, there's so much football, but, um, to see them not take care of business against Cincinnati um you know now they got to go you come to indianapolis and, and play them i think that um i think their team that's still struggling for their identity i think they're still living in the shadows of that super bowl win and the cinderella story's over with now you really got to play football and i think aaron donald has taken a step back or two since um the super bowl win um he's not like that force like that we've seen and yes they're game planning for him a lot right but um you know, LA is a team that is kind of under the microscope. Under my opinion, it could go either way for them this season.
1: The final game I want to talk about is another blowout against one of our divisional rivals, the Tennessee Titans. The Cleveland Browns, twenty-seven to three, and oh. this was a dominant offensive and defensive performance, as expected defensively by the Cleveland Browns. But I mean, Miles Garrett had three and a half sacks. That's that's nasty. That, I mean, wow. Wow, Miles is you know one of the best pass rushers in football. Defense with yes. Cleveland is is gross, gross. But the guy I want to talk about is Deshaun Watson. Dude had eighty percent completions, almost three hundred yards, two touchdowns, no turnovers. I mean, wow. Uh, you, you you think maybe he might be? I mean, let's fake – Look, the the Titans. This is a Mike Vrabel led defense right that generally is a good defense generally and deshaun watson picked them apart absolutely picked them apart amari cooper had you know was his favorite target with seven catches 116 yards and a touchdown and that speaks volumes to me that i and it's not like they they ran really well you know without they're they're sitting there without nick chubb right their their rushing mm-hmm. was not great. They had to lean on Deshaun Watson, and Deshaun Watson came through. So, you know, where 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 does that leave the Browns now? You know, it, it, you can is this something you can expect from Deshaun Watson, or you think this might just be a one out for him?
0: Um, no, I don't think this is a one out for him. I think that um, it's going to take it, it's it's now. I think Deshaun Watson is finally getting back into not just like game shape, but just kind of like kind of getting into game form, right? And so you sit out of football for that long, especially a quarterback, mm-hmm. there's a ton of rust to knock off. There's the mental aspect. There's the physical aspect. There's reading all these different defensive coverages. There's blocking all the BS that you've been going through for the past two years out and being able to play because like you p- played at a high caliber uh, before all this nonsense went down with him. And he also, you know, uh, granted he warranted you know the, the the contract that he got maybe he got paid a little bit too much in my opinion for coming off of you know what he came off of and all that kind of stuff we'll leave that in the past but this is something where this is not surprising to see Deshaun Watson throw for 263 yards and put the team on his back because we've seen him do that down in Houston before all this stuff happened so we're getting glimpses of the player that he used to be and I'm just glad that he's getting a chance to start knocking off the, the game rust and, and, and um you know, put everything behind him and kind of just start showing us who he used to be. And we're getting flashes of it. Do I think that they're going to do it consistently? He's going to do it consistently. This is the Cleveland Browns we're talking about here. So let's pump our brakes a little bit. But at the end of the day, he's showing flashes of what he used to be and who he is still. And he can give us that. But now you got to understand like, you know, 70, what, eight yards of rushing. Right. It's not going to get it done if we want to go deep into the playoffs or make a run. Right. So, uh, yes, a dominant performance from the air, but the air only gets you. But so much when you can't run the football effectively. Right. So you got to look at it and take it from a a standpoint of the good with the bad. Right. You know, 298 yards or however many yards passing he had. But I would also like to see, you know, 150 yards of rushing if we're going to dominate a team to hold them to one score. Um, so yes, Deshaun Watson hats off. Be excited about that performance. Do I think it'll be consistent? I hope it is, but I don't think it will be just considering the landscape of, you know, different teams the better teams they will be playing, but he is showing flashes that he can get back to his old self again.
1: All right. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode of believe in Colts going over the week three um, slate of games. And until next time, I'm Lawrence Owen, that's Donald Thomas. This was Believe in Colts, brought to you by Bet Online. Have a
0: good one. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.